Okay, welcome to Birds of a Feather. This is your girl, AJ, the Suburban Princess here, back with the co-ed edition. Because within the last 48 hours, there's been some surprising developments on the Philadelphia Eagles front. Welcome back to the co-ed edition, of course. Hey, Ed. What's up, AJ? Okay, so... so this, is, uh, this is fun. This is uh, starting to be a habit now, huh? <laughs> no, well, this, is, this, is, this is good, though, so I'm well, okay with know, it. You know if I'm bugging you twice within, like, three days, there's something major going on, because... Um, I've been listening to all my regular podcasts, you know, that inform us and make me laugh. And then all of a sudden I noticed everybody since the, the news came out like yesterday about Doug Peterson um, no longer being the head coach of the Eagles. Suddenly everybody had an emergency pod. So. Hey, it's cool. Keep bugging me. It's fine. All right. Well, cool. Well, welcome back and uh, welcome to all who are listening. All right. So basically not something that we're shocked that happened, but the problem is there's obviously still a disconnect because I don't know if you and I'm sure any true diehard fan saw kind of the speech and blubbering that the owner, Jeffrey Lurie, was spewing about why his decision to fire Doug Peterson and uh, and and without even really saying it, but stay with Howie Roseman is basically the bottom line. Um, I don't understand why you wouldn't want to you know, fire some guy that basically put you in salary cap hell and brought back players that aren't really working for you. And now your quarterback has regressed. I mean, come on. Is it, is it just me as a fan or does it just seem like there's obviously a disconnect with the ownership and the fan base? Oh, well, yeah, there is something there. And, and uh, I don't understand how how he's his boy this, this well. Like, this is, uh, I mean, Honestly, not even talking about the contracts aside. I mean, look how bad he missed—he missed on some of these draft on all these drafts he's done. You know, that's the word. That's the most egregious part right there, and he still just lets him do it. So, you, you know, did, did you watch the whole spew though? And no, I I couldn't do it myself. No, I don't blame you. And because um, you know, I was okay with. Um, I, 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 I know. Thanks, Doug, for all the memories. Uh, it, it was what he did here was good, but right. I, I think sometimes it's, it's it's time to go. And he was showing that. It looked like he didn't want to be here anyway. The way he was um, coaching his team. Um, we all know uh, we watched some of those press conferences. You know that he was getting more despondent and more indifferent as the season went on. So you know, oh, yeah, I know that feeling of indifference. So I know that look. He just started oh, yeah. all glazed over and spaced out as, as it went on. But yeah, I mean, he just like looked like he didn't want to be here, and right. so you know what? And hey, it's time to go, man. And just to, uh, I don't know, just that he just wasn't there. Like the way he, the way he coached his team this year, and even part of last year, I was just like, oh. yeah, like he just yeah. got bullheaded, didn't want to change anything. So I mean, that's just and, a bad, it's a bad trait to have. Coach, and don't you, you know? and don't you agree that obviously the bottom line was if he didn't want to or if the rumor was allegedly that he wanted Press Taylor to be the OC if he did have to get one didn't you think that was obviously showing lack of trust in his vision and that's why Lori kind of was like oh that's it I can't yeah I mean if he wanted him to be the OC so bad why didn't he just let him do it then why didn't he let him call plays then this would have been the year. I mean, if you had yeah. that opportunity to have, you know, you were too stubborn to admit you needed yeah. an OC and you didn't want to give up play calling, yeah, you could yeah. have said I mean, that. That's the big question right there. Okay, if you wanted this guy, then why didn't you let him call plays for you then? Right. 
You know, why don't you let the reins go? Let the reins go and let him do it. Because obviously, you know, his play calling wasn't working. And And I'm I'm like Miss Nelly. I didn't believe that for a fact that during that last game that Press put in some plays or whatever plays for the Saints game. Whatever. I don't even care. My point is, there are sometimes that it's obvious that the players know when to kind of improvise and make it work for them. And then there are mm-hmm. times that you know when the coaching is doing it because once again, Miles Sanders disappears in the second half of game. So don't tell me well, that that was a change in coaching. Yeah, and I hear people, I hear people uh, blaming Deuce for that, and I'm like, that's not that's not Deuce's call. No, not the Deuce's, final call. Deuce's job is to coach these guys up, right. and what they do in games is up to it's up to the head coach or the OC. Okay, if he's right. going to abandon a run halfway through the game, then that's what's gonna happen. And uh, Deuce has nothing to do with it. people. Oh, well, we don't want Deuce's OC. That's OC now because of how the play calling was last year. What that was, he didn't do any of the play calling last year. So how can you even, yeah, give him a yeah. fair assessment on that? Yeah, and we will never know that distinction because clearly the option this year was to let Doug try to take over, <laughs> and he clearly wasn't trusted. And I'm sorry, I know what I we are we as fans we read into stuff, right? So I read into body language and I could tell even like halfway through the season this year that Carson was standing more far away from the coach than he normally does. And I could tell that mm-hmm. even when Hertz was was listening to him in between the games, I could tell Hertz just looked straight ahead and kind of like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Even well, if he, yeah. you know, even uh, if he's really that, like, yeah. I think this is crap, you know, but I'm just go with you because I'm a rookie and I'm learning. But I just feel like that to me was a sign. I just felt like he was the coach was leaning more into Hertz than Hertz was leaning into him. And I know people were yeah. trying to start that narrative that, you know, Carson hates Doug. And I'm like, well, how do you know that anybody really respects Doug since he At didn't want to take a play yeah. call? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like yeah. within the year, not saying he, they always hated him, because obviously that's not true. Hey, you're but, not going to lose your locker room overnight. It happened. It, 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 it is something that was brewing. There's little seeds of doubt, and I'm sorry. The minute you set your coach up to think that he's bringing back coaches that end up the next day getting fired, you're telling me right now that he has no control. So yeah. if obviously the the bottom line was that Doug didn't want to be told what to do, so he thought if he had press, that was someone close to his chest. That way he could tell him what to do. Yeah, but if you if, if it's not working for you, how are you saying that you don't want to be told what to do, what to do, but it's not working? But to me, yeah. it also spelled out that they, they obviously were putting like the puppet strings on Doug. Like obviously they only hired him because they could control him. And so maybe that's the issue with trying to get a new coach now is knowing that Howie is really the one who's, who calls all the shots. And that's scary to me because I'm like, if Doug is Lori's just going to let him do whatever. then that means every coach that comes in is going to be some kind of boob because obviously since Chip, no one's been able to kind of swing that against Howie since Chip was here. Yeah. You know? Well, yeah. And hopefully, uh, if okay, if he's going to stick with Howie, he's got to take, he, he can't let him do, he can't let him do personnel choices. You can't, can't happen. There's got to be a compromise happen. somewhere. It's got to be a take, compromise. Got to take it away from him. Well, you got to take that power away from him because he, obviously, he can't do it. You know, so. And if you're telling me you got scouts, you know, dipping and doing, saying that he, they had choices and dips on some of the players that they wanted and how he said no, and they turned out to be studs. Yeah, I'm a little concerned about whether he trusts the scouts, whether he, you know, gets rid of the scouts when they did something bad so he can look like he knew what he was doing, you know, 
why was he coddling J.J. Arcega-Whiteside if we knew that he has no chemistry with Carson or any quarterback, really? Yeah. So I just wonder, talent evaluation is obviously going to be the Achilles heel of this organization because and, we're always going to have, you know, good hits, big misses. Yeah. Maybe you'll luck out with somebody, mm-hmm. you know? But that's I mean, how it you, makes you feel helpless. Yeah, and, and that's how you build a franchise. You need to get you need talent and if we're if we're only hitting on one out of one out of seven every draft that's not helping us that's look at the good. team look at the teams that are successful you know they're they're hitting they're, they're at least getting one or two players or three players a draft that make that make that make an impact i mean look they're at actually, washington washington defensive line they drafted all those guys just about Chase young has been making a name you know, all, by all those guys have been drafted over the past few years Mm-hmm. So that just shows us, okay, we get one guy that stays around. We get maybe, maybe two right. <laughs> here or, here or there. And we shouldn't maybe. have as many needs as they had now. You really think that they're going to look out with just two hitting? Like, you kind of really have to go all out this year in my eyes because you obviously have a, a lame duck year coming. So I'm not expecting anything. Yeah. And you, yeah you, hey, you never know. You never know. No, sometimes, you don't. It takes, sometimes it takes a slight change. And right. things just start, and things just start meshing together. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. it, it could be, it, it could be adding one piece, and actually, you know, everybody else gets a spark. And right. as far as like getting a wide receiver, because you know we're, you know, we're going to add at least one free agent, a veteran free agent. We're going to add a veteran free agent. We're going to dump all the ones we have, and we need to get one more, and we're going to end up drafting somebody, maybe, maybe, if maybe. or maybe, who knows, who knows. But who knows what's what's gonna happen? We'll be talking about that, I guess, in April. So, <laughs> well, no, no one uh, the way the, the, the news keeps changing every time. We might actually find that out before. So, yeah, well, we'll find a coach. I mean, they gotta they gotta have a coach hired before April before the draft. Well, it already looks like everything that Lori was talking about basically came down to you know we're gonna give it some time, and the next thing you know, all the media is talking about the possible candidates. So I'm like, okay, so once again, Lori can say one thing, and then you know. Names yeah, come will, out and say another. Yeah, I will personally burn the link down if they hire Adam Gase. I'm just saying. <laughs> I, I, you know what? If they hire, if they hired a Jets, yeah, I saw his name and I was like, no, no. I think you people know. are just kind of just they're they're trying to, you know how it is. Like as soon as that whole opening starts, here come the names coming out of nowhere, even if they're not even considered for real. Like the like, one thing that was obviously no. really popular was the Lincoln Riley dude, but. Um, mm-hmm. Lori said in his presser that he doesn't think that might happen so I don't know if he had already talked to him and maybe it didn't work um, I'm just worried mm-hmm. he's going to be shaping everybody up to see if they get along with Howie and then that's going to be the factor that shouldn't even be the factor no hey you maybe know? they need maybe they need not to get along just so I'm fine with know, that yeah. get, get, some, get some fire going in that organization yeah, yeah. I'm, wrong, you know. I'm, wrong, I'm, wrong, I'm great if somebody comes in you don't have to be totally domineering and and, yeah. and alienating like uh, Chip was, but you don't have to be the guy that's cool with Howie because I hate to say yeah. it. I mean, as much as I hate to talk about that former Cowboy player who was turned out to be a snitch, um, he was right about <laughs> Howie. You know, everybody yeah. has this reputation now. I mean, this uh, way of looking at Howie now, like he's the slimy car salesman. Oh, you know? he kind of looks like one. So I mean, he does. <laughs> I'm sorry, like he, he has look, no football look, experience. He's it looks like a guy sells you going to sell you bad insurance too. Like. Right, and he makes it sound great. Right, <laughs> yeah. And he makes you want to buy uh, it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, and we don't. I don't. We don't need them skipping down the halls of Novacare Center together. We don't need all that. We just need them to 
just have a basic do it work build a good organization no that's yeah. all we need to do i don't give a fuck if they like each other or not no we you don't know. want them holding hands but we also don't want Lori friend, sorry. to be that, that that's okay we don't want Lori to be that weak-minded i'm worried that he's going to be the passive guy to be like i'll just stand back and let you do whatever please don't Man, please if I was Lori, that's point. And if I was Lori, this is this is my money we're talking about right. here. And that's why you know, I'm, worried. I'm worried that he's not aware of that. Like, you should be more concerned if if you're in this big, huge salary lump, and you're going to be losing like fifty percent of your your roster mm-hmm. next year because nobody yeah. can get their contracts fulfilled. And you, and you just gotta. I mean, you he should be ready for change. Well, he got a taste of what it's like to win, right? You know, to be uh, now known as a Super Bowl winning organization. So you know what? I'd be all into. Okay, let's. Let's do this, this, and this. Okay, you know, this is what I want to see. If you don't want to specify it in this early stage, like he was, he was going on and on forever, and half the time, like I'm with you, I, I couldn't watch all of it, but I know I, from the majority of <laughs> Mike Missanelli's reaction, if you want to watch it, <laughs> listen to his pod from like, yeah, I probably, I probably will. I'll listen oh to it. Oh my god! I mean, basically, toward the end of the show on Monday, you know, Mike didn't have the time to lay into yeah. him like he wanted to because he was like, basically, it was a bunch of crap, and I agree. I mean, like, I, I would rather to your him boys, to say. Too. Yeah, I I would rather. Oh, thank you. I would rather um, Lori just come out and just say like, I don't know what's going to happen at this point, but I just know that that was the first step in knowing that it's time to go a different way. What's going to yeah. happen at this point? I don't know. Give me time. But I'm just telling you right now. I knew from the door, you know, that I wanted to let Doug do what he wants to do elsewhere, and and uh-huh. you know have the type of choices he wanted. Because obviously he's not going to sit there and say that Doug was this and that. He's just going to say, you know, he had a vision for the future that I didn't agree with. Yeah. And and in no words, in, 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 in less than the hub drub, he probably said that, but you get so lost in the malarkey that you're kind of like, yeah. just get well, to it. Just get to it, Lori. Yeah. And, 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 you know, and, and you know what the media is going to do. They're going to try and... Oh, they tried. They're going to try and make it look it. They're going to try and make it as look as slimy and whatever is possible. Well, you know, but, you know, and, and who knows? I mean, they're, they're good friends. So it's not like he's not going to trust, you know. There's no need to because he, he yeah. was a former quarterback. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, Mike said it best without even really trying to insult Doug. I mean, we knew from the beginning when people didn't weren't hyped about his hiring because he was like a you know he wasn't really a successful quarterback here, but he he did his time. Yeah. He learned under Andy Reid, and mm-hmm. it just shows you how much people know because people are assuming now that he may go back to Kansas City. Why would you want to go back to where you came from? Nah. Like. You want to start somewhere new if you want people to respect you. And I'm assuming at this point, Doug feels like, I got a Super Bowl under my belt. I should damn well have offers at this point in my career. Oh, he, he'll have a job. He, he will have a job next year. I'm not worried about it. I don't know where he's going to go. He, 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 may be, he, may be, he may be right across the bridge. Yeah. <laughs> and not far from us. He may end up with the Jets. I mean, they got to... They, they, I would take him. If, I'm just coming Why off not? of Adam Gase. I'm just coming off of Adam Gase, somebody who sucks as a coach. <laughs> And, and then, you know, you know Donald, who just needs some guidance and some coaching. Yeah. He's, a, he's a coach's player. So, I mean, a player's coach. So he would he would coax Samuel Donald. Uh, what's his name? Yeah, Samuel yeah. Donald's Darnold, confidence. Yeah. 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 He, would, he would coach him up because, you know, he likes to be everybody's friend. And I think so, that him and Carson had some good chemistry for a while. And then for yeah. whatever reason, the more the, the coaching staff priorities change is when their relationship changes, is what I think. Yeah. Because the chemistry wasn't the same because you had different opinions. Yeah. The one yeah, thing that yeah. I'm getting out of this whole situation, too, is I think that Doug was stressing there was too many people giving him feedback. And I think that yeah. was too much for him. Well, I also think he tried to take on too much on his own. Mm-hmm. He couldn't he, he couldn't be that just the head coach. 
Mm-hmm. You know, he's trying. He's trying to be the offensive coordinator. He's trying to do whatever. Yeah. Uh, you saw a complete different Doug Peterson. I mean, like, look, the year where Frank Wright was here, yeah. in his first year here, was not like that. He was relaxed because he yeah. knew that everybody else was the brains. I don't think he, I don't think he had, he, from what he said in his exit, you know, interview or whatever last week, uh, as far as the public, he basically sounded like he was saying like, I should have gotten more involved in the, you know, choosing of players than I was. And I was like, okay, well, you, you should have too yeah, late for that now. It's your team and you're going to have to coach them. You would think that that would have been a brand of priority, but you trusted naively too. And now look at you. Now you're dealing with guys that kept getting hurt. You kept dealing with guys that, and most of those obvious injuries that happened before the season started were out of your control. But you're yeah. talking about bringing back NJP. I would have been like, why? <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, love you to death, fella. But unless you're here to coach and help me out, I don't see the point of you going there when you just well, pass out every time at halftime. I, I can't. Yeah. Well, what you should have did was left him at the guard position. He's <laughs> older and he's older and slower. You should have left him at the guard position. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The tackle thing was wrong because he didn't yeah, he didn't need that much motion in his leg when he was already having yeah. an issue with his foot and his toes. Yeah. So, yeah he you're right. I don't guarantee he would have played longer. If he yeah. would, they would have pushed because a lot, a lot of old tackles do that. They they slide to another, they slide to interior. Mm-hmm. So which means you don't have to be as fast. You don't have to worry about stopping that guy around the edge. Mm-hmm. You know, let yeah. the young guys do that. Let, you let the young guy do that. You have to angle more, I assume, as tackle yeah. with a guard. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. that makes sense. So now. I mean, he he should have stayed there, but hey. A lot of things fell and messed that up. So we know, we know that. So. And that's the thing. A lot of decisions fell that normally. <laughs> doesn't come out that it seemed it seemed obviously disheveled from the end of last season to this season and that could only be because there was a lot of stuff that Doug probably should have taken more control over and I think it should have started with not letting stuff quote-unquote get leaked Um, and I'm sure Howie did the leaking with Carson because obviously the narrative is being drugged through the mud you know and all the national pundit stories but I mean, if you're a true fan, you know that Carson is not vindictive and, and he never in his in his uh, the way he carried himself never seemed like he was a petty person. Now, granted, all the other articles that seem to be coming back now, because obviously you kick somebody when they're down. But it just seems like there's a, jef- a definite common theme that there's a, a lack of connection with some of the players, which to me is going to happen because there's too many dudes for him to focus mm-hmm. on having a one on one, you know, when he normally yeah. only has a certain core of guys that he brought with him without a pandemic <laughs> that he could get to know, you know? Yeah, I mean, I've been talking to there's 50-something guys on that team with you. Right. Not gonna... I mean, you're not gonna be perfect with everybody. Well, so. and on top of that, think about it. When there wasn't a pandemic, he was able to keep the core players that didn't leave or didn't only were there for a year to actually get to know and, and get a chemistry with. This year, yeah. how many times did the re- roster split within a year? You know, so you can't get any chemistry, especially in a pandemic where you can't really practice with more than one person at a time. Yeah, a lot of of these guys take trips together in the offseason so they can right and and train so they can get to know each other and they can know each other's like build that chemistry. Yeah, right. So So. you're going to have that disconnect if you have a pandemic. Plus, personality wise, not everybody's going to blend. You know, you can't no, just stick people together all. and just assume you're going to get chemistry. I don't care how hard he worked with Deshaun. The little time Deshaun was on the field, he was just lucky that he found the ball every time Carson went deep. But that was just also because Deshaun is trained. You know, even if he was mm-hmm. uh, injury prone, the, at the end of the day, he knew where the ball needed to be. Even if it was awkward, yeah. he caught it. So um, to me, that's just a veteran thing. Whereas some other guys yeah. need extra time, JJ, to be figure out exactly where Carson was going to go. And then you have people like... Um, 
what's named Jalen Rieger, who couldn't get past his own little injuries and his confidence issue, obviously, because so many people were dogging him because they wished he was Justin Jefferson, which, you know, I mean, that's a lot. That's a hell of a lot to put on a player when his father used to play for the team. Like at this point, I'm like, yeah, well, well, hey, that, you know? well, just just how that's how people are. And okay. I, you know what? And I think he he's going to be a good player down the line. You know, with them. Like, if anything, yeah. the, the speed thing was good. And if you want to go back on the highlights, I mean, he had some pretty damn good deep catches when he was on the field. You know, yeah. you're mean, always going to remember the ones that didn't happen, though, because they just were recent. Oh, yeah, of course. You know, of course. but I just feel like people are short leashing some of these players that don't deserve it. Like Darius Slay. How many how many good players was he on this year in, in a short um, span of time? He, sh- he shut down some big names this year. He shut down DK. Once you no. shut down DK, I have no problem with you. I don't care if he let him have one touchdown. That's going to happen. He could have had a lot oh, more yeah. than that. You know? Yeah. He, he so, got his. He still got his. You know, it he, just wasn't. He, he was fine, but he kept having minor injuries with his leg and whatever. Yeah, and he actually and came back in hurt a couple times. And This is my point. So, to me, know. he was already a player you want because he wasn't letting the injuries sideline him no matter how long. You know, like they, that, they had to keep him out yeah. for concussion. But other than that, he oh, came yeah. back. Well, we'll see. Uh, hopefully, we can get somebody on the other side of him this year that yeah. can help him out. At least his level. And I'm praying that they can even get Allen Robinson from the Bears because I would like him to be like the next like Alshon that we need, you know, to fill in yeah, the Allen Robinson's, Robinson's good. I, I'm sorry. Yeah, and, Every time I see him, he, he's playing pretty hard. And, and, and I don't think he's gonna. I don't think he's gonna cost like crazy amount of money either. I don't think he cares. I think at this point, he just wants to play for a team like most players should be. They should just yeah. want to play for a team that has a chance. But considering where we are, do you really think he would come now? Because we're going to be in this weird period, you know? Well, we're still a good, I mean, we're still a good caliber team. So, I mean, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, we got, we got, we got the potential to, to do well. So, I mean, it, it, a player will come here to see if they can turn that around. I mean, we'll see. I mean, I hope there's a couple I'm, I'm guys out there, good, uh, good, good ones out there. Um, yeah. Uh, from the Bucks, a couple. There's a couple guys floating around this. this oh wait, Godwin's going to be a free agent. Yeah, I think so. I seriously doubt he would leave if you have Tom Brady, but you know. I thought. mean, who knows? Who knows? He, he he could he could go to take a contract somewhere else. Well, because right now, I mean, they got a lot. They got a lot of players on that team too. So they do, and they also, yeah, you're right. And and Brady doesn't really need star names. You know, he can make anybody look good if you if you're on the same vibe as him. But yeah. also, like I said, when we're going through a weird transition, does it really matter? Because the salary cap thing is going to hit everybody, and some people can't afford oh, yeah. to keep everybody. You know what I mean? So they may, there might, like they said on the NFL Network, they said there could be a lot of cap casualty cuts, not because you know mm-hmm. they'll will, but just because they cannot afford to have that many of the same player. Yeah, on well, a yeah, and I haven't even made those decisions yet, so we don't even know. We don't even know, but because the, yeah. the cap could go down this year for the first time in a long time, it could go down. That's what it sounds like. You and know, that's why I'm and nervous. It's going to put a lot of play, a lot of teams in jeopardy as far as who they want to keep. Well, before I ask you, let me switch to the Sixers real quick. Do you think that Kelsey's going to retire? I don't know. I don't know. If they see how he, you got to see how he's feeling by mid when it's almost time to come back. Because I think if he's not, if and the man's been through a lot, he's been playing for how many years now? I, I don't even uh, know, and I hate to say it. I just feel like physically he looked more tired this year than I've seen him like physically. I mean, shut he made, 
he made a lot of mistakes this year. <laughs> he did. And that's why I said, like, when that stuff starts to show for him and he is such a high caliber player, it's like, mm-hmm. will his pride let him stay another year or will it be one of these things like, you know what? I'm going to go out while I'm on top, you know? Or he, or he may shaky. Or, or he may say, I can't go out like this. I'm staying for another year. You know, you never, you don't know. I wonder if it determines too if Carson stays, if Carson doesn't decide to take a trade. Like, you know, if he. Who, who, who knows? I mean, I think if you get a good coach in here, you can salvage that whole thing. Because well, honestly, do we do we think Hertz is ready to take over the team completely? No, no. Because he, because look, if he would have went, if he would have went, if they would have won three games instead of only one out of that whole out of that four, right. maybe you can have, be having a different conversation about that right now. But right. Uh, he hasn't. He he what? Well, one and three. Yeah. He had he had one good game. Using his legs, yeah, and his arm, and right. yeah, those other games was kind of I'd say subpar, but he kind of showed that he's a rookie, right? And shaky, yeah, he wasn't accurate yeah. all the time, yeah, he wasn't accurate all the time. He he had a couple dropped interceptions, he had fumbles, a couple interceptions, fumbles. yeah. I mean, it, it, it's gonna happen, but he had the whole rookie knows? sandwich. But for someone like him, who's just <laughs> seems like he's obviously naturally confident, just like Carson mm-hmm. was when he when he got thrown into oh, yeah. you know that game. So they both have. I just personally think, and this is just me, um, last thing I'm going to say, but I really feel like if I was Carson, I'm like, I'm going into my sixth season if I stay with this team. I'm not trying to do another competition. Like, at this point, if you don't, if you want me, keep me. If you don't, I'll look for, I'll look for other employment. Why am I, I in a competition we'll, with someone? I think it'd be a bad decision to just let them go, be honest with you. Well, we know they're not, but I'm just, I just feel like that, you know, Wentz to Colts thing sounds more logical if they... Well, yeah. can't figure it out you know what I mean like I just don't feel like he deserves to be in a competition with someone who clearly is ready for anything you know what I mean like right, I wouldn't yeah. be shocked if Hertz comes back and comes full-fledged you know on his what own would be crazy would be really crazy is if they trade Hertz because I kind of said this when they drafted him that he could be trade bait <laughs> I you know what that was the only way I was going to get from not being mad later when it finally hit me that they chose him in the second round but you're right I kind of wondered if that was secret because I feel like and not saying like he couldn't be here, but I do feel like it's not crazy to think that they wouldn't find a way to get him on a better team. Because right now, like I said, they're in a transitional period. And if they can't come through with these draft picks again, why would yeah. you want to stay? You know, that's why I'm yeah. kind of secretly like, Carson, run, run, Carson. But um, <laughs> anyway, but so the Sixers, I feel like are getting hosed by the NBA. And the fact that they're yeah. playing back-to-back games, they were once they were seven and one last week up until Seth Curry had that positive COVID test, and now all of a sudden you got Ben, who's now in trouble with the league and getting fined because he apparently wasn't supposed to leave ahead of the team because of Curry's positive yeah. um, without telling people, and so now that he knew he had to come back, which I'm like, why was he driving off of the bus before he knew about the COVID unless he already drove on his own? But I don't know. So the point is, I feel like. A poor doc is already getting the short end of the stick when they were on a run, and now the team is out of chemistry. And meanwhile, the rookie is going nuts. Like, I mean, if there's one thing that they did right was get Maxi because that kid is playing like he's got. Oh yeah, I, I love that. I, yeah, I love that pick from him. It's the best. It's the best. Um, besides Matisse, like I haven't really been excited about anybody they've picked in a while because Matisse, you know, was a defensive threat. But now, you know, Maxi is going to be his nemesis in a way because Matisse is not getting as much time. So yeah, well, well, because you know, Maxi is more of an offensive player. 
Right, you're right. You know, but so. I mean, Matisse shouldn't always have to come in in the fourth. I felt like Matisse was also strong in defense when they start getting tired because there's obviously that point after halftime, maybe middle of the third, where they start lagging. And I feel like yeah. that's where you put yeah. Matisse in when he needs to, you know, bulk up on defense. But you're right. I mean, when he does hit, it's good, but it's not consistent. Yeah, and, and you bring, I mean, you bring him in for situations and he's, he comes in, he's made some key. Yeah, he stops to. And he's a role player, no doubt. Like he's yeah. definitely the one who knows how to look at the ball and how to get it out of people's hands real quick. Um, yeah. So that's definitely the good thing about yeah. it. But I just worry um, all this crap and with them canceling some games, but then making the Sixers play. Like what? What is that crap? <laughs> now yeah, they're seven that first, four. That, yeah, that first game, that, that game that um, man only eight dress eight players. They should have. Yeah. They should have gave them a break. They let the Celtics sit back and. Not get have to play. Then that's my many, point. I don't know how many players they had available to dress, but I mean, we had what none of our starters played that day. Well, then they said they dressed Mike, who was still having a knee issue. So it's like, why did you dress him if you weren't going to start him? And then when they put him in the other night, he didn't do really well. Apparently, I heard he only like hit one three. And then I said, well, what was the point? You well, know, Mike's not. He's not. He's not a starter. He's well, a, they he's did get try off to the, start him last summer. Yeah, yeah, but they did start him a couple times last year, and it wasn't bad. But you know, he's not going to be that way all the time because he's not a starter. You're right, but yeah. I just feel like all that, all that miscommunication messed up the whole flow. And I was shocked even jo- um, Joel played last night as bad as I knew they weren't going to win. You know, against yeah. the, Hawks. the Hawks are Hawks are, Hawks are good. Yeah, they're faster. Hey, uh, I thought it was crazy the job they did that night. Mm-hmm. With only, you know, with barely anybody you even knew <laughs> playing, you know? Right. No, half they, those players, like, literally just got got to the... Oh, they're all players. new, yeah. Yeah, they're yeah. hella new. Like, nobody knows who they were. And, and the only player I was slightly impressed with so far was um, Isaiah Joe. I think his number seven. And I remember thinking, here, seeing him hit a few threes in a row. And I was like, all right, kid. All right. Yeah, the other guy can shoot, too. The guy they got from, was it? Was he, he wasn't Purdue, was he? Uh, he Matthias. Matthias. Matthias, yeah, yeah, he can yeah. shoot. Yeah, he, yeah, can, he shoot can shoot too. I mean, okay, they got they got a better bench this year. I mean, that showed right there the fact they came in and put up over 100 points. And that's they what still, they wanted. But they're, but they're not. They don't play good defense. So those guys, right? Those bench there's guys all, aren't great. Yeah. So they're always there's always a lack when you finally do get one part of it working. It's like the other part, you know, the weakness always seeps in because it's like. The basketball to me is, is fascinating in the sense that, my God, you expect these guys to play perfect offense and defense. Yeah. You know, like oh. that amazes me. Yeah, but those guys are coming off the bench. That's not their jobs. Their jobs are to I agree. give give good minutes and come in, you know, get up all the players rest, give good minutes, play solid ball. Yeah. You know, and they, some of them, they can't sustain that for 30 minutes sometimes. I some agree. of those guys, I mean, it's, it's crazy that they didn't, well, they did, but you can clearly see. I mean, you don't have, you don't have, you're missing one of the best defenders in the league and Ben Simmons, and you, you don't have Joel, your best center. You know, you're missing everybody. It's just <laughs> horrible because the flow is obviously missing. I mean, now it's like, my God, you notice that Tobias not on the floor. You notice Matisse not there. You notice, oh, yeah. you definitely notice so, Shake. His Shake was always kind of like the, the yeah, kind of youth. Dropping 20 points off the bench. Right, he was getting more confident. He gained a little more weight, you know, got a little thicker, and so now it's like, okay, Shake does not have that bright-eyed, bushy-tailed deer in headlights look like he did in the bubble last year. So I feel like that he's just getting started, and the fact that he can start now and be confident about it is good. But then you go from a seven and one record to now, who knows? After tonight, they might lose tonight too. So it's like, it's not fair, and I feel like the NBA setting them up to fail and. 
I, you know, I get it. It's COVID regulations, but I mean, the Heat are not going to, if they lose this game tonight with the Heat, I'll be shocked. But um, hmm. I mean, the, if the Heat loses, I'm saying, because they still got Hero playing, you know, Jimmy's not playing, but Jimmy's not much of a threat as Hero is. And hmm. I don't, I don't fear any other player on there, but it's like, you just know the flow is different when the Sixers are not all together. Like they need every single person on so, the team. So when are they expected to get their whole team back? I haven't heard. Okay, so before uh, we recorded, um, I overheard um, what's his name? Zucker, what, who's our dude um, with the bald uh, head? I'm blanking. Yeah, I know you're talking. You know yeah, I'm talking. I know you're talking about. It. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Either way, he said basically he thinks by after Thursday, Doc is even saying that. Oh, Doc co-signed and said that we're gonna we're, we say that about ten day period after the contract tracing should result in allowing the players to be like no longer at risk. So mm-hmm. it looks like after Thursday, if they have a Friday game, you might see them. If they don't, maybe Saturday. But it should be this coming weekend. We'll start seeing, you know, Matisse and, and Tobias back and shake. But mm-hmm. I don't. I still don't know what that means about Ben because the, and they showed Ben shooting before the game tonight. So I assume Ben's playing. But I don't really. I'm confused as to what his real injury is because I don't know if mm-hmm. it's the, the the knee he got surgery on or ankle or whatever it was last year, or mm-hmm. if it was a newer injury. Mm-hmm. Because okay. that was the confusion with Ben. People thought that Ben was that caught in the contact tracing, but it really was mostly Joel and them who were actually around Seth and who had, you know, pounded and stuff. So now they're trying to lock down on the NBA as as a whole, like nobody pounds. And I'm like, we're going to go back to this because, you know, players can't help themselves when they're excited. They're going to hug. They're going to bounce, you know, bump each other. That's what you what you do when you're hyped. So yeah. for them to not be able to pound even and do the elbow touch at the most, that's the most they're going to do. And they have to wear their their uh, mask every time they're not playing. So I said, either way, you can't control the fact. And, sp- and with the new variant information coming out, like there's no other way you can possibly stop it at this point other than mm-hmm. refrain from playing and resume like a month from now. But I don't yeah. know. I mean, honestly, you can't control it. Like players are traveling now. Like you didn't, you didn't put all this in order before you started it. If you really thought you could get this um, next three months in, like you're right in the heat of winter. I mean, in the yeah. heart of winter. So it's like you really think that players couldn't get sick, players couldn't get COVID even casually in the in the bus. Like how many times are they really fumigating the bus? Like come on, there's just yeah, too many I mean... factors that they can easily get sick. It's just oh, a mess, yeah. and I'm just mad that they blew their record. That's why I'm pissed. Like I had to talk. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like at this point, like I don't care if they're yeah. doing exercise, but I mean at this point now, I'm just hoping that they don't lose their slot in the East too badly, just because the NBA decided to be all of a sudden attentive to their games as opposed to the Celtics and the Heat getting a break and then getting postponed games, but they don't postpone our game. You know, the Sixers games. Like I think yeah. that's a major commissioner mess up, and they're supposed to be having a meeting, I think, or they had one today about what to do. Um, so I don't know what that means for later, but All I just right, so Ben. Care. So Ben is probable for tonight. Okay, I'm, so. I'm reading. Uh, I'm reading something right now. Ben good, is probable good. for tonight. Good, but we're still going to be missing uh, Seth Curry, Tobias, Matisse, Shake, Vincent Poirier. So, so uh, those guys are still do we, out. Do we possibly think they're going to punish Ben and make him shoot? <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> I know. I'm like he, he may I'm not like, have a choice now. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like I'm like, when it becomes blatantly obvious, and your and your uh, yeah. overachiever comes in, and you don't have anybody to fall back on, who are your usual shooters? Like maybe he might feel pressed to like throw it up a couple times, okay. like just maybe once or twice. Hey, 
you know i would think yeah. you'd want to think about the team and not your phobia you know well, what I mean? luckily i'm just glad this is happening now yeah and not later you're right because if you this know. was like something that determined our you know they say their playoff spot then that would oh suck. yeah that would that suck. would <laughs> suck because just before like they all they needed was four wins and these will be the four wins they lose and it's oof. you talk about the city would burn the city would burn but, yeah um, you know, but we'll talk more, I'm sure, when it's everything is officially consistent at the end of the week, I assume I should say. So, but I just had to combine both subjects because I'm like, what is going on with my organizations? Like, I just don't. Oh, wow. I, I'm sorry. I just read some more and the heat are out of a lot of people, too. Yeah, Oregon that's Dragic, what I was saying. Yeah, it's just hero. Harkless, but it's like, right. Harkless. Out of bio. Haslam, is uh, Haslam's out. Uh, Jimmy. Uh, Apollo. And none. Oh, yeah. Bam's out. Is Bam not out? Or I thought I heard he was out. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. You know, Bam, if you don't and, have Bam and, and and Bradley too, Avi Bradley and Bam. Yep. See. Bam. See. So uh, you don't have you don't have as many shooters and you don't have as much center. But is Joel? Right, AJ, we gotta go. Let's let's go down there, AJ. <laughs> right. They <laughs> need us. Here. Like it's just us two. We'll come in separate entrances. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We'll act like we don't know anybody. We'll just be like, hey, we just wanted to observe. <laughs> yeah, right. Go no, there. but all right. Well, hopefully well, we'll see a win, but it should be extra interesting with the lack of, uh, you know, clientele, should I say, or roster. But I mean, you know, the Heat may or may not be touched by it. I mean, it may not be a factor for them, but yeah. I would like to see if Ben decide to be a little bit more showy tonight if he can get a chemistry with the guys that are out there. <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> I know. I know. I'm not putting any pressure on the Aussie anymore. I just decided if he does have an issue and just doesn't want to face it, whatever. You know, he can't do yeah. anything about what's going on now. You know, it's out of our control. Hey. Oh yeah. But all right. So birds of a right. feather. We will convene again next time a co-ed, and we will discuss. I guess if there's obviously going to be more gossip coming out little by little with the Eagles, and we'll have another emergency pod. Oh yeah. All right. Sounds good. Yep, All we'll right, we'll talk soon. soon. We'll talk Thanks soon. for listening. Yes, we'll talk soon. Peace out. Thanks for listening. Take care.